Hello, and welcome to the Hempville CBD Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Cooey. I'm an entrepreneur in the cannabis industry with my business, Hempville CBD. This podcast is dedicated to educating you on CBD and how it can positively impact your life. Also, we'll feature professionals in the cannabis market and share their expertise in the marketplace. Join us on this enlightening journey that will enrich your appreciation of the dynamic cannabis marketplace. Follow us at HempfieldCBD.com. And as always, there's an open invitation to come visit us at the store in South Haven, Mississippi. Now, let's get to it. Hello. Thank you to all those listeners uh, visiting the Hempville CBD podcast. My name is Ben Cooey, and I'm the owner of Hempville CBD in South Haven, Mississippi. Today, our first episode, we're going to talk about who I am and how I got started in the hemp CBD slash uh, cannabis business. Uh, but before we do that, I'd like to introduce you to Derek Michaud, my producer, and I'll let him take it from here. Good morning, Ben. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. So, uh, yes, I thought it would be good to give the audience a little um, rundown of the format so they understand who I am, too, because th- this, is gonna, this podcast is going to have two voices, even though you, Ben, you're the rock star of this. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you're the expert. I, as your producer, um, obviously handle all the back-end stuff. We're doing your editing. We help launch you, uh, management, booking. This is, this is my studio. We're at SRP Studios. But in real time, as we do the episode, I'm here to run the switches, but help facilitate and and be here as a sounding board for you Okay. as we are going through each episode and those specific topics. Uh, I want my voice at 20% and yours at 80, uh, but, uh, but I'm here to help pivot. Uh, if you're getting a little long-winded, we got to, you know, help move oh, you on. I'll get long-winded. Uh. <laughs> But it's also, it makes it more comfortable because it, it's still a form of people having a conversation. It will, uh, I hope, lighten the mood and make this easier for you. This is going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is going to be a fun podcast, an educational podcast, oh, yeah. a smart podcast, a resourceful podcast. But it's, it's up to me. And what I love most is also making it fun. That's so the goal. So we're here to have fun. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm proud to have you as a a client, but also, you know, a pod partner, as I say. Right. And uh, I'm happy, you know, I'm excited what season one is going to bring. We're looking at a a 13 episode season. Correct. uh, Coming out weekly. Correct. So you're going to get strong three months of Ben Cooey. I hope the world can take it. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's deliver that now, Ben. All right. So, okay. So here I am. I'm going to let you uh, move forward here, you know, and uh, let's learn more about Ben more about the store and the reason why you're in this field and and the history behind all that. Okay. Well, I mean, I used to, before I got into this business, I was a uh, eighth grade or seventh grade middle school history teacher. Uh, But back in uh, 2018, I went to a business partner of mine and I said, hey, you know, I'm interested. We need to partner up and open up a, a business, but it needs to be something that's different, something nobody in our communities ever, ever seen. because. You go to any strip mall, it's the same stores in almost every strip mall. There's a nail shop, there's a phone shop, there's a subway. Uh, It just kind of gets redundant. And so we had both been in the restaurant industry, and I thought, well, we don't need another restaurant here. Plus, the the work and stuff that goes into that is just way too much than what I wanted to do. And, you know, we talked about it, but... He went back home to Chicago because that's where he was from. And he came back. He goes, man, I think I got something for you. I said, what's that? He goes, CBD. I had no idea what CBD was. Mm-hmm. And I go, what is that? And he, he said, look, I had a cousin in Chicago in a car wreck. She hurt her neck. She has a lot of body pain. And she told me she's taking CBD other than pharmaceuticals, and it's helping her great with her pain. And as I heard this, I just thought, oh. This sounds like snake oil. This, 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 you know, sounds too good to be true. Um, and I said, we would take a look at it. And so I started doing some research on it. And, and when I say research, of course, everybody starts with Google. But w- when you go to Google and you Google CBD, you're going to see a lot of marketing research, a, a lot of stuff that's, re- you know, it's, it's correct. But it's all the good stuff, all the stuff that's designed to sell you the product. What I did was I went to uh, medical journals, 
to go look because that's where you're going to get the guts of everything. I, I started looking at the National Institute of Health, the Association of American Medical Colleges, and the Journal of the Medical. Um, I'm sorry, it's the Journal of the American Medical Association, and started mm-hmm. to look at their medical studies on CBD and what they were coming up with. And what they were coming up with was a, a lot of what I was hearing that this is good for all types of ailments, uh, pain, stress, sleep, uh, dig- anything that really has to do with your body. Uh, there were things to it where CBD and these cannabinoids would help. And so I said, okay, well, this this is a good thing. It's, it's starting to check out. It's starting to feel a little, uh, I, what's the word I'm looking for, real or, mm-hmm. or legit. And so, you know, I'm lucky because in between me and my wife, we have 11 doctors, nurses, and pharmacists in our family. So that was a lot to lean on as well. So we went to them, and we started asking them about it. My dad was a doctor for 35 years. And they all kind of came back with the same story in in different versions. But it really came back to this stuff works. Um, They covered it in medical school for about 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, and they, they said, but it does work, and and you you know it sh- if you do this, you got to do it right. Did you find they were hesitant to be overly positive about it, and almost with an encouragement, an encouraging vibe to people? Do they still want to just put it well, off to the side? The what they knew about it was they knew, what they studied in medical school was your endocannabinoid system, and and. Listen to that name, endocannabinoid, and everything we're talking about are cannabinoids from the hemp plant or the cannabis plant. The endocannabinoid system is a system in your body made up of enzymes and uh, cannabinoid receptors known as CB1 and CB2 receptors. CB1 receptors are all throughout your brain. CB2 is all throughout your body. And what the endocannabinoid system does is it regulates all other systems in your body, your digestive system, nervous system, uh, reproductive system, urinary tract system, your lymph nodes, and, and it just goes on and on and on. And in short, what it does is if any of these systems become unbalanced, the endocannabinoid system, in short, communicates with the cells in your body to go to that unbalancedness within your body or whatever system they're talking about and correct it or try to balance it out. Uh, it almost searches. Yeah, it, it searches. It, it's like the manager of the body, of all the systems in the body. Mm-hmm. And with an endocannabinoid system, it's designed to naturally take these cannab- cannabinoids from the hemp plant. And I just thought, you know, all these doctors... And nurses and pharmacists in our family, they had heard of CBD. They knew a little bit about it, but not too much. But they knew about the endocannabinoid system, and they were like, oh, yeah, that stuff works. But we didn't cover it in medical school because our malpractice insurance doesn't cover that. It covers prescriptions. And so— So it's, a, it's like two puzzle pieces. Correct. Locking in with each other. Correct. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I don't mean to get religious, but I'm thinking— this is your show, my friend. I, I know, I know, but you can do I, it. I, I do think God. You won't hurt my feelings. I, I think God put things on this planet uh, to help us solve the problems that we have, and and it, just in my opinion, things that come from the earth, and your body has a system designed specifically for these cannabinoids. In fact, it's named after it, endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. And who made the earth? God. There you go. God. Right. And so I'm thinking this is a perfect match. Uh, this matches up perfectly. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of in on this. I'm, I'm now starting to buy into this might not be snake oil. It pushes that, um, uh, that stigma to the side too, is right. Right. It does, but not a lot of people know about it. Uh, well, that's why we're here. And that's why we're here to educate them. Uh, but as I, as things started to match up, I was like, okay, this all looks good, but I wasn't quite sold on it yet. I mean, I love teaching. I love being in the classroom with those kids. And uh, what what was the grade again? Sorry, se- it was seventh grade. Oh, middle school. And in seventh grade, I used to tell other teachers, "Look, 
Our job is to save these kids from their bad decisions when they're 12 years old and sprinkle a little math, history, and science in between. Uh, it, it's crazy, but that's part of the, the joy of it is I like the craziness of it because I remember when I was 12, I was, I was off the chain too. I was a handful. Uh, yeah, everybody is. And so to go into the classroom and I would irritate them and I would give it back to them just as much as they would give it to me. But the, the most rewarding thing is watching them grow up and seeing them at their job when they're out of college or, and saying, Mr. Cooey, thank you so much for, for telling me how life is, yeah. for talking to me straight, not sugarcoating everything. But I love that job and I wasn't quite ready to leave it yet to try to take go into a business that's not even established. Nobody, Hardly anybody has ever heard of CBD on the uh, retail side of the market. It was just now coming out of that point. But I started to, as I was doing my research, look back at three events that happened in my life. And one was my mother. My mother, uh, she died at 63. Um, she had, you know. What year is this? Uh, 2009. Okay. She, great mother, never drank, never did anything like marijuana, drugs, or anything like that. But what had happened was me and my brothers had all grown up. We had moved to big, we were from a small town. We had moved to big cities to, to get jobs and get married and raise our families. My mother uh, was married to my stepfather. My parents got divorced young and she had met my stepfather when she, when I was in seventh grade. Um, she had, they had both waited till all their kids had grown up and gotten out of college to get married. They got married. And then like two years later, uh, he died of a massive heart attack. Now, you know, we didn't think of it at the time. I mean, we, I mean, of course, it's terrible. But like I said, we all lived in different cities. We come down, we spend a week or two with my mom, uh, try to get the house in order, have the funeral, do all those things. But then we go back to our lives. And I didn't think about at the time how hard it was for her to possibly go back into that house uh, alone. And, and think of all those memory, good memories that she had with him and, and the family. But now she's all alone. All the kids are gone. He's gone. She's just by herself. And so she fell into a depression. She started drinking. She ended up, you know, at about 58 with a small medical problem called Sjogren's Syndrome. So she ended up taking medicine for it. And as we would come home and see her on the holidays or see her on the weekend whenever we had time, uh, she would always end up, every time we came back, there was another ailment. Uh, she started off with Sjogren's syndrome and then she had something else and she had something else and something else. And at the time we didn't know she was drinking either. So being an, as she developed into an alcoholic with all these symptoms, it was just like throwing gas on the fire. And after she died, my brother, who's a pharmacist, uh, we had come down and we were going through her medicine cabinet. And my brother's like, dude, she's on like 14 different medications. And that all these medications are doing, like seven of them are canceling out the other seven. And it's just screwing up her system more than it should. And I thought back, hindsight being 2020, I'm like, oh, that's why, you know, she, she, kept getting little ailments. What those ailments were were side effects from the first medication she was taking. And they would just write another prescription for the side effect. And then another, and then that new medication would have a side effect and it just uh, snowballed on this itself. This happens with psych meds. And I know this from experience. You start taking an <clears throat> antidepressant, but now you're getting manic. So then you take a mood stabilizer yeah, to try yeah. to flatten out that mania and flatten out what that antidepressant is doing to you. And then, but then now you need, you need a pick me up. So you need something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it, it just, and before you know it, you're on five different things that have tried to balance you out, but it just gets messy. It just keeps going. And the doctors weren't talking to each other. And, and that, I, you know, I look back and I'm like, you know what? This CBD and the hemp cannabinoids that I've been studying, if this was around when she was alive, I mean, they help with depression. They help you get off alcohol. They help with your pain needs. This could have gotten her off of so much medication, um, and it would have been all natural, that she probably would still be alive today if that was the case. But these products weren't around back then. Also, my father, as I, you know, I'm 55 now, but when I was getting to turn 50, 
he came to me and he goes, look, I'm, I'm going to give you the best advice I can give you. If you can control it with diet and exercise, do it. He goes, because I guarantee you, if you get on one medication, like a high blood pressure or, or cholesterol medication, he goes, you'll be on three of them in six months. Yeah. And he goes, and it'll just build on itself. And so I, I, I took that to heart and, you know, mm. I try to live my life that way. But that, that was one. So the next one was your friend's dad? Yeah, I, I had a friend whose father, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 50s. So his father is, depending, 70, 80 years old, within that age range. He had open heart surgery. Uh, this man never drank salt of the earth. He was a farmer. Um, he had open heart surgery. Six months later, he died. Of course, I thought, well, he must have died from complications of the surgery. False. He died from liver failure. And I, I looked at his family, and I was like, liver failure? His, his liver was fine. Well, yeah, it was until he had the open-heart surgery. What happened to him was after the surgery, he was taking so much ibuprofen for the pain. Ibuprofen is one of the most toxic things you have in your house. Your liver has a hard time uh, processing it. More than Tylenol? Or aniseptamine or whatever. The, yes. There's something about the ibuprofen. Yeah. Well, it, it's a lot of pain. It's a lot of the pain uh, relievers out there. Yeah, okay. But ibuprofen is probably the most popular, and it's the one that all the doctors. <laughs> this is what I use. <laughs> yeah. It, it's the one right. that most of the doctors. Not doc anymore. Most of the doctors tell me, oh, yeah, we, uh, it, 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 your liver does have a problem uh, processing it, and so, sometimes it'll build up and and. You can have a lump on your side, and that will be ibuprofen deposits. Do you it, know the level he was taking? He was taking 800 milligrams per day. And I, I don't know this, but I bet he was taking more than that. But he ended up dying from liver failure. And I'm thinking, you know what? If these products were around, they help with pain. He could have avoided that over-the-counter medication, done it naturally, and he might still be around today. And then there's my brother-in-law. He's one of the doctors in the family. He ended so up— Is this your wife's brother? It's my wife's brother. He ended up with uh, getting brain cancer, and he, he, still, he still has it to this day. So he's still with us? He's still with okay. us, but he's no longer a doctor because of the cancer. And, and this is kind of a funny story. When, when he got brain cancer, these products weren't on the market, and he had to go through chemo. And we knew, you know, he, he, he was a small frame person already, and we knew chemo was just going to eat him up. Appetite would go away. We were worried that he would, you know, get down to like 70 pounds, and that's going to hurt him just as much as anything the cancer is. And so, and so my wife gives me the great job of going out and finding him some marijuana to smoke so that he gets his appetite back. I love this story. And and I have no idea. I know it's out there, but I don't associate with anybody who, who sells that stuff. Yeah. Or, or I do, and I don't know it. But yeah, what are you going to just drive down into the right. seedier parts of the city and just start asking around? Correct. It doesn't work that way. And, and plus, usually when you're buying something off the street, it's usually laced with something that's not good for you. Oh, fentanyl is the, the silly yeah. one now. It's it, just awful. We've had a lot of people in our store— uh, in our store because they've been in the hospital because they bought weed off the street and it had mm -hmm. fentanyl on it. But she gives me the task of going out and buying marijuana for him, and I have no idea where to go. So I call my best friend, who's a narcotics cop, and I explain to him my situation. I'm like, look, man, did, did you? where do I go to do this? Some Somebody who's a criminal who's reputable, who can I— buy it from? How much trouble am I getting in? And he just starts laughing at me. He goes, look, man, you're calling the narcotics cops to find out where you can buy drugs. He goes, that's not how you do it. And I, I mean, he knows where to go, though. And I said, you're right. I, and just like, you know, Shark Tank, there's got to be a better way to do this. And that's as I started studying more hemp and CBD and THC related products, I was like, oh, if these things were around back then, uh, it could have done a lot of good. And those three events, my mother, my friend's dad, and my brother-in-law, that's when those events combined with the research I've done, I'm like, look, we kind of got lightning in a bottle. Game on. I mean, game on. This is new to the market, not 
many people know about it. So there's, there's competition out there, but there's not heavy competition and we can do some good for some people, but how are we going to do that? I mean, how, what type of business plan do you come up with something like this? And that's kind of, you know, the next step in our journey. So what we started to do was we started to look at our competition. What was our competition doing? And what we found out for the most part uh, at the time in 2018, early 2019, most of these products were being sold in either gas stations. And I mean, I know plenty of people that own gas stations. They're great people, but here's the problem with it. Well, let me cut in. For years now, we're trained to see these little like caffeine kind of pills or these energy pills. Yeah. Or, so we're already seeing what we, you can also consider snake oil. Co- well, snake correct. oil-ish stuff hanging up. So now if you get something that's called CBD or on next to those things, mm-hmm. then it's easy to just not trust it. It's not legitimate. Correct. Plus, you know. it, usually the people that we're dealing with are buying it uh, in place of a medication or they're buying it so they don't have to buy a medication. And who buys their medication at a gas station? I would say if you are, you might need to change that. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> Furthermore, the public that didn't, the public didn't, and they still don't know a lot about these products. So there's a learning curve there. Well, at a gas station, a purchase at a gas station, you don't go up to the person behind the counter and have a conversation with them. You point and buy. You you tell him what you want. He gets it and gives it to you. You, you pay it and walk out. That's it. The other thing that we saw was uh, usually the rule of thumb in the industry is, hey, if you buy it, if it breaks on you, if it's a vape pen and it breaks on you a day later or, or you say it doesn't work or something's wrong with the product, you need to call the manufacturer. It's you on know, you. It's on you. It's your, you did it. Yeah, well, you bought right. it. You own it. That's it. Uh, I just sell it on the gas. And, and I get it. The guy in the gas station has maybe 500 products in his I store. I know. They can't be an expert on everything. Yeah. He didn't study CBD. He had a sales rep say, hey, look, you put this on here. It's good for these ailments. You're going to be able to sell it. And and it's just another product line in your store. Look, everybody knows what a Dorito is. <laughs> Correct. Can you ask anyone in your peer group, explain to me how Doritos are made? Uh, you know, fried fake corn chip, you know, like you don't know, you don't know. Most of them are going to say, I don't want to know. <laughs> right. You know, it's it. so yeah, you can't expect any of these gas station clerks to be able to help. Correct. And so we saw that as a problem. Uh, we also saw, uh, I guess what you would say, a lot of what looked like head shops. They were retail stores, but in, on the retail side, we saw two things. We either saw something that looked like a head shop where they had marijuana leaves all over the windows. You walk in and there are bongs all over the place and it smells like bud. Walls of glass. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the guy behind the counter, the girl behind the counter looks like they probably had a drug problem 10 years ago or currently has a drug problem. Given that we, and we got this completely wrong, we, we were thinking our customer base was going to be 60 and up. Completely wrong. Our customer base is everybody from 21 up to 90. Um, and there's really no, it's really the same amount of people in each each age group. So it covers a lot of areas. But uh, given that we thought it was going to be 60 and up, we're like, look, you can't send your grandmother into a head shop to buy something she's replacing as medicine or to buy something as medicine. And to them... In their generation and what they're used to seeing, that's going to feel like a crack house. Oh, seeing yeah. all the glass bombs. Oh, yeah. You, you know, they're going to just see tools to take drugs and immediately think they're in hell. <laughs> even, even I don't feel comfortable in places like that because yeah. I, I didn't do drugs when I was in college or in high school. I didn't even drink. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, you needed something you could send your grandmother to. Uh, and, and a head shop just wasn't it. And so there were other retail CBD stores, but but every time we walked into there, into the, these stores, it felt like a girl's closet. And there's nothing wrong with a girl's closet, but it was kind of shabby, chic, more decoration than product on the shelf. And we saw that as a problem because not only was there not a lot of product on the shelf, there wasn't a lot of diversity in the product, meaning I'll take CBD gummies, for example. They might have had two 
uh, two different uh, jars of it. They had a broad spectrum, which is CBD only, and they had a full spectrum, which is CBD with that little 0.03 percentage of THC. Uh, and that was it. And that's not a lot to choose from. And like in our store, we got five different type of CBD gummies. And the reason why is they're different dosage. And also these are cannabinoids. The more cannabinoids you have in a product, the bigger effect you're going to have. And certain cannabinoids work with different things. For instance, uh, CBD alone is good, but if I can mix it with another cannabinoid, it's going to be stronger. But let's say you're your issue is sleep. I would want CBD with a CBN can, uh, cannabinoid because CBN is the natural cannabinoid to help get you drowsy and make you sleepy. <clears throat> if I'm having trouble with, let's say, uh, pain or arthritis or swelling of the joints, I'd want CBD combined with CBG because CBG is going to help with that inflammation. It's not going to make you sleepy, but it's going to help with that inflammation of the joints and reduce the swelling. And the more cannabinoids you have in a product, they feed off each other. That's why you get a stronger effect versus a product that only has one cannabinoid in it. So the way I visualize that is going back to an earlier topic, the two puzzle pieces mm-hmm. coming together. And the CBD is the signal to the natural in body, right? Correct. And then off and running into the body. So then I hear the the subsets, I guess the CB. G, CBG, CBN, CBN. About they, a, they latch onto the CBD and go for the ride. Well, they, they mix kind of, sort of, they, as they combine together, they, they create a stronger effect. They feed off each other. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so you get a better effect with that. But with, even with that concept, it, it was a good concept. I, I didn't like the decoration, uh, more decoration, the product, but the lack of product, but also when talking to the people behind the counter, they were knowledgeable, but they knew, they knew just enough knowledge to sell you the product, not enough knowledge to advise you. And here's a perfect example. When we opened up our store, uh, we, had a lot, we had a lot of people come in who had bought CBD from another place because we're new. They, you know, they were used to their, the store in their neighborhood that had been open a year before we had gotten there. They would come in our store and they'd say, look, I bought this CBD somewhere else. I feel like I'm about to pass out. And we're like, well, that shouldn't happen. And so we had, you know, we had asked them questions and, and it all came down to, they all had the same issue. And it was, hey, when you bought this CBD, did the person, do you take blood pressure medication? And they all said, yeah, I, we, I take a blood pressure medication. I said, do you take your CBD in the morning with your blood pressure medication? And they said, yes. And I said, that's the problem. And I said, and that is the difference between somebody who only knows enough to sell you the product and somebody who knows the product backwards and forwards and can help advise you with it. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, CBD lowers the heart rate. Your blood pressure medication helps lower the heart rate. If you take them together at the same time and they metabolize at the same time in your body, they could possibly lower your heart rate too low. And so you bottom out and you pass out. That's why you feel the way you do. I said, what you need to do, you can still take CBD and your blood pressure medication. But what you need to do is take your blood pressure medication first. At a minimum, wait at least an hour before you take the CBD. uh, Because that way, they're not metabolizing the same time in your body and and you'll be okay. And always, you know, if you're on medication, what CBD does is it takes the medication in your body and it amplifies it. So if you're taking a painkiller, and you take CBD with it, it's going to make that painkiller work a whole lot better, which, which could be a good thing. But if you're taking blood pressure medication and it amplifies that blood pressure medication, it's going to lower your heart rate too low. Yeah. And so, it's uh, adding fuel to it a little bit. Yeah. Co- correct. Yeah. And so, you know, we started to, we started to see that gap. And that in- is where it gets so, you know, specific. And I would say... Knowing that, I would think really should turn someone away from the stigma and understand you know, with some education and working with someone that, like you, like you just broke down, this is the best time to take it based off of your current medication. That is, that is the cherry on the top. Correct. And also, we always advise them, look, if you're on medication, 
tell your doctor you're taking CBD or, or whatever you're buying out mm-hmm. of our store. Don't be afraid to, because it's not like you're breaking a law here. Correct. And a lot of people think they do. They're walking in. Mm-hmm. When we first started, we'd have people park four or five stores down and then walk to our store because they didn't want their car in front of our store. Yeah. But as were we, they wearing sunglasses and a hoodie? Some of them were. <laughs> uh, but as we, I guess, <clears throat> built up trust within the community and they realized, hey, we're not a head shop. We're not just out there trying to sell you a good time or, or sell you snake oil. Uh, we then had like the nursing home bus drive up and unload three or four people to come in who, uh, you know, have what it, it took them about 30 minutes to get off the bus and get in the store. Cause they all have walkers and canes and they're, they're hurting. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm 55, I'm starting to hurt, but it started to build up that trust. Like, Hey, these guys know what they're talking about. And kind of like what my dad said, he goes, look, pharmaceuticals have their place. We opened up hemp bill to give people an alternative to pharmaceuticals. And I, I do believe pharmaceuticals do have their place. However, if you can handle it naturally in the beginning, that should be your first step. And then if natural is not going to cut it, that's when you step up to pharmaceuticals. But you should always go natural first because that's what your body is, is built to accept. Um, there's nothing pharmaceutical that, that your body is built to accept. It, it, your body's just absorbing it and, and trying to process it. But with these cannabinoids, you have a system in your body named after these cannabinoids. It's kind of common sense. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, at least first, mm-hmm. and then step up to the other stuff later if it doesn't work. So let's pivot here, if you don't mind. Let's, yeah. Now let's talk about your store, Hempville CBD. And now you've, you've discussed the look, the vibe the educational level of your customer service. And you laid out all these things that you really just see as missing and mm-hmm. you've solved all those issues, haven't you? You've filled those voids, correct? We built our store in filling those voids. Uh, there, there's a lot of voids and we see voids, different voids every day, but the biggest ones we saw were consistency in product uh, and the, edu- the, the learning curve between the product and the customers. We knew 90-something percent of our customers would walk through our door, and they will have heard of these products, but they don't know enough about them to ask us questions or even to know what questions mm-hmm. to ask. And, mm-hmm. and this, this is a, another pillar of our business, the training. Um, most stores, and you know, I've been in stores where new people have gotten hired in, in the CBD industry. And they're also telling them, you got two weeks to learn this. Otherwise, I'm going to let you go. Two weeks. Mm. In our store, it's a minimum of two months. Uh, some, it might take about three. And, and the reason for that is it's, if you're really going to help somebody, you got to know what you're talking about. You can't just know a, a sales pitch. These products are changing all the time. The industry is changing all the time. Uh, there's a lot to learn just in getting with the basics. And so we're training people to to not only learn that information, but learn how to, to instead of sell a product, because I don't want you selling a product. If you sell a product to a customer and you sold that customer, all that's going to happen is that customer, uh, you know, it's, it, that's when you start seeing returns. The customer will have buyer's remorse. They'll start thinking twice about what they purchased. Or they got the wrong thing or and they're they got, using it correct. poorly. And they're not getting the, the, the response they were so, hoping for. So many times we have people come in the store and they're saying, this isn't working. And it's usually one or two things. They're taking it incorrectly or it, the ingredients in it aren't the right ingredients. And uh, we, that's another topic to yeah, talk about. Yeah, it's another episode. But, uh, but I definitely want to, I don't want to interrupt you and I want you oh, to that, continue. But at some point, I want to paint the picture of what it's like to walk into your store, what it looks like. It's not glass bongs everywhere. No. You know, what, what, what's your customer service like? Who, who are some of the workers there? What, what is the process when you walk in and you ask for help? It's, it's real you know? simple. So, so let's just start with the look. Okay, the look. We designed our store kind of like an Apple store. Very welcome. You know, we want it to be welcoming. We want it to be a place you can take your grandmother to. Uh, it's very open. It's welcoming. You're not going to have bongs all over the place or marijuana leaves anywhere. Uh, some people say it kind of looks like an Apple store. It kind of feels like a clinic, uh, but we don't want to be too clinically. It's just professional. Mm-hmm. Um, the employees, uh, all of them are trained 
uh, to know as much as I do. Uh, I train my employees to to where if something were to happen me, to me today, if I get in a car wreck and, and I, I'm gone, I'm no longer here, that they can run that store without me with no problem. They know just as much as I do. Uh, this is how they feed their families and how I feed mine. And and even our customers depend on our store to to get what they need. <clears throat> and so I don't want it to, to close because I was irresponsible and didn't train my employees well enough to run it if I'm not there. I don't want them to be dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Um, our products, we look for products are, are an important thing because so much in, of this industry is, hey, I can't tell you how many sales reps come to me on a daily basis. We got the cheapest gummy or we got the best vape pen that, and it only costs like eight bucks or whatever. You can make so much profit on this. Uh, I don't care about any of that. What I care about is usually when these sales reps try to get their product in our store, we can ask them a couple of questions and it eliminates them. Who's making your product? Who's formulating? Well, we are. Are you a doctor, a pharmacist, or a PhD chemist? Well, no. Well, I, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of hesitant about letting you in my store. Uh, we we looked at COVID because right after we opened, COVID kind of hit. And if you look at COVID, a ton of these online CBD hemp stores opened up uh, online, and they were doing massive amounts of business. Uh, <clears throat> But there's no track record of their business. So we wanted to look at companies who had a proven track record, uh, things like Koi, 3Chi, uh, R&R, Hometown Hero, where we know they have professionals formulating their product. They have, I know with Koi, they have a team of doctors that formulate every product they have. Um, I've even talked to the doctors about certain products and ailments and how they work. But um. Whenever you have professionals making the product, the product is consistent. It's going to work. As a business owner, it cuts my liability down because how do, if you're making it at your house, how do I know you're not cutting it with something else to make it cheaper that could be harmful to a person? That's why we had all those vaping deaths uh, back in 17 and 18 because they were taking vitamin E and mixing it with the vape juice because it was cheaper. But what they didn't know because they weren't professionals was that vitamin E is a very sticky substance and you can vape it. But once that smoke goes into your lungs, it turns back into vitamin E and it sticks to the inner cells of your lungs and clogs up all the bronchioles and you can't breathe. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but in our industry, there's a, a lot of watered down product. Uh, another thing is hemp seed oil. We have had so many people come in and say, hey, this product doesn't work. And they didn't buy it from us. They bought it somewhere else. And, and they uh, sometimes they'll say, hey, your product's twice as much as what I bought this at Walmart for. I'm like, well, let me take a look at what you bought. And I can flip it around. And the first ingredient on that is usually hemp seed oil. There's a difference between hemp seed oil and CBD, meaning Hemp seed oil is where they just took the seed, grind it down into an oil, inject that into the product. It might have some CBD in it. It has enough to put CBD on the product, but it's not enough to really help you. That's why you don't feel anything. That's why that product probably costs you $19. Um, You can take that same product in our store, uh, let's say a gummy or a 500 milligram tincture. It's going to cost you around 40, 45 bucks. The reason why is it's made from CBD hemp extract. That there's a difference. They grew the plant and extracted the CBD out of the bud and the stem. That's how you get CBD in these cannabinoids. You can't take the seed, grind it down into oil, inject. I mean, you can, but you're not going to get the same benefit. Um, and because they had to grow the plant and, and extract it, there's uh a lot more steps involved in that, and that's why the product costs a little bit more. Uh, but that's also why the product is consistent. It works, and you're having professionals make it. So that's – we focus in on product. We focus in on training. Um, the vibe of our store, uh, some customers have – I'm dating myself when I say that. Remember the program Cheers? Of course. Where Norm would walk in and everybody would go, hey, Norm. Yeah. Our store is kind of the same way. We look at our customers as family. 
because we know, and that sounds so corny, but we know there's a lot of competition, uh, not only in the retail side of this market, but then we got, I guess, secondary players such as gas stations and tobacco stores and and people who have cheaper product. Uh, but customers still go to that. And so we know that as a customer, you walk through our door. You could have picked any door to walk through, but you walk through ours. So if you walk through ours, we're going to we're going to treat you like family in the regards. We're going to talk to you and advise you the same way I do my own mother. <clears throat> um, and that has been a successful for us uh, because, I mean, there have been times we've told customers, look, your ailment, none of these products are going to work for you. Your, your ailments just is it's too, uh, your pain needs are too strong. Uh, there, there's nothing we can do. Well, they, they told me if I, no. No, that's not going to work. They told me if I just buy this $100 product, my paint, no, it's not going to work. Uh, and it will t- I'll give you an example, pinch nerve. Uh, pinch nerve, we can help. We have a lot of people come in for that. And we tell them, look, we can help manage that pain, but it's not going to make the pain go away. You're not going to be doing cartwheels across the floor once you take this product because it's going to help manage the pain, but whatever is pinching that nerve is still pinching that nerve. So, uh, you know, a lot of people have unrealistic expectations thinking, hey, if I take this, all this is going to go away. It doesn't work that it's way. It's still not a miracle. Yeah. For some people, based on their situation, it is a miracle. But in that case, uh, whatever's pinching that nerve is still pinching it. So it's still go- going to hurt. It's just not going to hurt as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we treat customers like family. We advise them like family. We also... Uh, we understand, let's say a, a customer buys a vape pen from us. If you could see some of the packages we get in the mail, it look like they've been kicked around, punted across the mailroom floor. Uh, and I'm sure that's not what's happening. I'm sure it's just getting tossed around in the back of a truck. But when that happens, unknowingly to us, some of these vape pens, you can use, use them. And within like a day, they'll just break. Because they've been joshed around so much. Hey, if you buy something from us like that and you have a problem with it, you just bring it back to our store. We'll swap it out. We'll do something. We are not going to look at you and say, well, you bought it. You own it. That's your just tough luck. Uh, a lot of stores do that, and that's usually the industry average, not us. The only thing we won't do is one time we had a customer buy a vape pen at a vape store across the street. It didn't work. And so they drove to our store asking what we were going to do about it. And I said, ma'am, uh, there's nothing we can't, if you bought it from us, we would take care of you, but there's nothing we can do about it. You got to go over there and talk to them. Well, I did. And they, they told, told me there's nothing they can do that I own it. And I said, that's why you should have bought from us. <laughs> so, uh, let me show you around. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we got into, uh, blood pressure medication and some other things. And she's like, they never even asked me any of those things. And mm-hmm. so we, we ended up getting a customer, a loyal customer off of that, but it wasn't about getting a loyal customer. It was about helping somebody and doing the right thing. And usually in business, if you do the right thing, uh, you're going to grow. I mean, you're not going to have to worry about trying to, to sell your product. Uh, you, you'll never have to sell a product if you're doing the right thing. So, uh, Let's uh let's wind this down. Let's head let's head to the end here. What yeah? How would you want the next five minutes to go, Ben? What do you want to talk about? Thank you for doing this. I mean, I'm I'm all, I'm going to be learning so much sitting across from you. I can't wait uh, because as we go through these episodes, um, I'm I'm going to have a lot of interesting questions and thoughts because full disclosure, I partake. I enjoy Delta Eight. You know, and I know Delta Eight is going to come up more and, and a lot of different uh, areas of this field and everything. But, you know, I have a perspective as well, and I'm anxious to share my experiences, but learn more, you know, and, and just enjoy, enjoy the product like it's supposed to be enjoyed. What I've learned being in this business for about four and a half years is that uh, everybody has a vice. Uh, a lot of people go to alcohol, a lot of people go to drugs, smoking, uh, eating. Uh, usually vices are n- not good things for you. Uh, I look at this, even though it's a form of medication, 
Uh, not all of our customers are looking for medication. That What they're doing is swapping out one vice for another. I cannot tell you how many people we have gotten off drugs, addictive drugs, how many people we've gotten off alcohol. And all they were, the way they got in the situation they were in is, hey, you're married, divorced, had kids, or just lived long enough, you're going to have a, a lot of these ailments, whether it be anxiety, depression, or whether it be physical, such as arthritis or, or something of that nature. Um, turning to alcohol and drugs is never going to be a good, a good solution for it, and this is just a better way to do that in that it's all natural. One of the things I liked about uh, this business when I was doing my research is that these products are non-addictive. They have uh, I want to say no side effect, but they have very minor side effects. And what I mean by that is for most people, there's no side effect. But if you like, there was a question of, will this kill? You know, how, is this going to harm me? Could it kill me? You would have to, in order to, to overdose on CBD, you would have to take like 20, it's all based on body weight, of course, but you'd have to take somewhere around 15 to 20,000 milligrams of it within two hours. That would be like taking everything I have in my store and consuming it within two hours. You're going to have to work real hard to do that. <laughs> they and have a lot of money or, unless, they're, well, unless they're breaking in at night. Correct. So <laughs> the side effects from this is you might, you know, if you have a, a Delta 9 THC drink, you might get uh, a little dry mouth in the morning when you wake up. If you took way too much, you might get a little stomach ache. One time we had a lady, she bought some uh, CBD gummies. Uh, she had put them up, but her five-year-old had gotten into them. It, it was a low dose, and she had called me. She was in a panic, and I said, ma'am, do not worry. I was like, look, the only thing that's going to happen is your five-year-old's going to go to bed a whole lot earlier tonight. And I said, worst-case scenario, if, if they had two or three gummies, which would be too much for a five-year-old, they might get a little tummy ache, might have a, a little you know, diarrhea from the tummy ache, but nothing, nothing big. Um, we And I explained to her, we do have kids as young as six years old taking some of these products and, and they can only take the CBD products. But when you talk, we, we've had parents that said, look, my, my kid's on the uh, autism spectrum. We're testing him for autism. We don't know if they have it, or, but we're seeing signs of it. Uh, he's not paying attention to the teacher in school. He's hitting other kids, biting other kids, and he's just all over the place. Uh, there is CBD products that are made low dose for kids like that. And uh, uh, they would come in and, and buy it and give it to their kid. And they'd come in the next week and they'd be like, look, that's the first week ever my kid got to go to the treasure box on Friday and, and pick out a gift for good behavior. Mm -hmm. And as a teacher, I can tell you, I had kids that were on so much, uh, what is it, a, uh, attention deficit disorder? Um, yeah, uh, what, Ritalin. They, they stuff, were on yeah. so much medication. Mm -hmm. uh, they would be zombified in my class, and, and they couldn't learn. Mm -hmm. And then what would happen is, you know, they'd say, well, he's, his body's adjusting to the medication. He'll be good in a week. Okay, well, the next week he's a little bit better. But... I give it like two months, and then all of a sudden the doctor's changing the dose or changing the medication. We're back to work exactly where we started, and that kid is just zombified all day long. Uh, with this, with, with some of these products, uh, it allows that kid to uh, control his ADHD, be off the medication and not be zombified. He's just calmer, more focused, and able to do what he, want, he needs to do in school, and, and that's what it's all about. It's all about finding a better way to do things. And, and from a health perspective, that's why I got into this business. Because as I looked at, man, it's not addictive, no side effects. Your body is, has a system designed specifically for this. This is a win-win for everybody. But it has such a stigma to it um, due to uh, the marijuana and, and stuff that had happened back in the 60s, my father used to tell me, you used to be able to walk into a drugstore and buy these products back in the 40s and 50s. And I asked him what happened. He goes, well, they were competing too, too well with the pharmaceuticals, so the pharmaceutical companies got them outlawed as a Schedule One drug, and that's the end of that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and I know. now they're slowly becoming uh, legalized, 
And, uh, you know, it, it's like with anything else. A lawyer one time asked me, is Delta 8 going to get you high? And I said, that's kind of like asking me, is a beer going to get you drunk? If I drink one beer, I'm not drunk. If I drink the whole 12-pack, I'll be passed out on the floor. Well, uh, these products are the same way. If you use them the way you're supposed to use them, mm-hmm. everything's good. Now, if you go take a handful of Delta 8 gummies and just shove them in your mouth and eat the whole thing, yeah, you're in for a long night. <laughs> you got to you, you got you to handle it responsible. Yeah. You got to be smart with it. Uh, you know, we tell people all the time, if you're going to take a THC-based product, you're functional because they are lower doses, but do not drive your car. Mm-hmm. Don't fool yourself into things because you will get arrested for driving under the influence because you are, you, you, you're not under the influence of alcohol, but you're under the influence of, of this. A foreign substance. Yeah. And so wait till you get home mm-hmm. and you can take it and chill out and you're completely functional. You're not going to be, you know, whacked out of your mind, not knowing what you're doing, unless you take the whole bottle at one time or do something, you know, irresponsible. Well, uh, I say let's uh, leave it there. Okay, sounds we can good. we can dice up the last fifty <coughs> minutes into the next twelve episodes. Oh, know? there's so much, to, so play, so many different places to go, and I'm looking forward to all of them. You know, but but uh, let's. Uh, how do you want to wrap this up? So, just want to say, uh, if if anybody out there listening, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on any of our social media platforms. Uh, you can go to uh, hempfieldcbd.com. You can go to our Facebook page, Instagram. Uh, you can email me at Ben C C is in cat at hempfieldcbd.com. Uh, you can even come, you know, we welcome you to come to the store. If, if, the more we can talk to you in person, the better. You don't have to buy anything. We, What's the address? Uh, the address of the store is 15, uh, I'm sorry, 562 Goodman Road, South Haven, Mississippi. Uh, our job is just to advise and educate you. We feel like the more you're educated, the better decision you can make for you, for you or your family, because we do have a lot of people buying for family members. Uh, but it's all about the education. If we educate you, you you know your situation better than we'll ever know. Mm-hmm. So you can make the right decision for you. But it's about that education and the trust and having good products that aren't going to hurt you. And that's what we do. So, you know, continue to listen to us. Uh, reach out to us if you need anything. Uh, other than that, you always have an open invitation to come see us at the store or visit our website. Thank, thank you, you for uh, watching and listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you for watching and listening, and we'll talk, we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you found this podcast helpful, I'd appreciate it if you took a minute to subscribe, rate, review, and follow us at hempfieldcbd.com. This increases the reach to more people who are trying to navigate through the changing cannabis market and its products so that we can create a more knowledgeable consumer. Take a screenshot and tag me in your social stories to friends. It means the world to me to know that this podcast has positively helped you and that we get to be a part of your journey. Thank you. And until next time, here's to a better life.